0: Thanks and Welcome to another episode of the Club Rugby Collective, your one-stop shop for all things Queensland Premier Rugby while we're in COVID-19. A uh, little less lockdown than what we've been experiencing the last few weeks. Uh, my name's Brendan Source-Hertel from Queensland Rugby Union and joining me tonight, I've got two fellas from Brothers. We've got head coach Ant Matheson and I guess we could say utility back because he's played just about everywhere, Paddy James. Boys, how are we?
1: Yeah, good, thanks, Brendan. How you going, mate?
0: I think that's probably the first time you have ever called me Brendan, mate. <laughs> yeah, good source. I'll uh, stick with the nicknames. Nicknames yeah, is fine, Matthew. All good. <clears throat> fellas, obviously, it's been uh, a long time in uh, isolation, um, albeit that you fellas are still working. How's uh, time away from footy been treating you, both?
1: Yeah, not too bad, source, so. um, though trying to sort of come up with a few different ways to keep busy um, still working at the moment which is I suppose I'm grateful to still be doing that but um, trying to come up with a few other ways to keep busy outside of work now that we don't have any more rugby so um, Netflix is pretty rampant at the moment, a bit of fortnight taking up my fishing um, on the weekend so it's something a bit different but yeah, not too bad Fair enough. Yeah, How about but, you, Matthew?
2: Yeah, pretty similar to Paddy. Very fortunate, um, you know, to still be working full-time and um, given the situation some people are in and and keeping reasonably busy with a few of the changes that have had to take place, um, particularly around our sort of workplace at the moment. And, um, so yeah, mate, enough to keep busy and, and finding a bit of time to, to clock up a few hours on the TV and a little bit more exercise than normal as well, which has been good.
0: Well, you fellas have both mentioned uh, TV so far in terms of uh, Netflix and everything. What have you guys been getting stuck into?
1: Um, I'm a bit of a money heist man. It's also. Money heist. uh, Prison Break. Um, And what else have been watching? Out of Banks. A a new sort of teen drama about finding treasure. Sounds pretty lame, but it's actually not too bad. Been seeing that one. um... I've held off so far. Yeah, worth a watch, I reckon, so. Right. Worth a watch, Matt. How about you, Matthew?
2: Yeah, not not into the Netflix as much as Paddy, but um, yeah, I got through a few few more movies than what I probably would normally and um, tend to watch a few sports docos, so 30 for 30 and the ESPN. I've had a, a fair rerun of a lot of the documentaries made over the years, so that tends to fill in a little bit of my spare time, which has been good
0: you got stuck into the last dance, mate, the, the Michael Jordan one
2: yet? I've seen a little bit of it. I haven't watched um, too much. I was watching a little bit of it last night. Um, it's probably something I need to sit out and, and spend a bit more time on. It looks looks pretty good, and there's certainly plenty written about it in the press at the moment. Um,
1: so, mm.
2: Yeah, give it a good good run. It's
1: probably, Have you seen that one, Sosa?
0: I've been watching that one, mate. It's probably the 1st stocker yeah, that uh, I've managed to get my missus interested in, so there's a win.
1: Oh, uh, really? Yeah, that that um F1 drive to survive isn't too bad either, actually, um, if you're interested in that sort of thing. We'll add that one to the list.
0: All
1: right, well, we should throw back.
0: Obviously, you guys are both talking about how you're both working at the moment. Um, Stixie, you're obviously a, a physio. Matho, you're working up at Marist. Um, Stix, for you with your work, mate, um, give us a bit of insight yeah. into yeah. how that's changed over the last sort of months, mate. But obviously... Lucky to still uh, be be out there each week and, and put in the income.
1: Yeah, it's um it's changed a little bit. I mean, um, the client the clientele has sort of reduced a little bit. Um, but in saying that, um, work has been sort of encouraging us to take annual leave where we can um, to sort of make everyone else a little bit busier. So um, we're, we're encouraged to take a week off um, in the uh, April, May, June period, um, just to try and sort of increase our workloads. Um, pretty fortunate to still be working five days a week. Some of the new grads, the new people to the company, um, have gone down to four days a week. So, so yeah, still working um, at the moment, exercising sort of all the COVID precautions um, that comes with that. But yeah, fortunate enough to still be working full time at the moment, mate.
0: No, very true. And for you, Matthew, obviously up at Marist, Um Things have been changing with schools sort of every week um, over the last sort of month or so, mate. Um, obviously, as a, as a teacher up there, mate, you guys have got to stay across the, the latest news and, and adjust accordingly.
2: Yeah, everything seems to change pretty quickly and I see a lot's been in the media about schools and, and what we should or shouldn't be doing at the moment. But the, the sort of dynamic of it all has been vastly different, having to sort of work um, behind the computer screen and, and trying to keep kids engaged. Um, online and, and trying to get through some some work to help them to keep progressing as well, which has been in the spotlight. And then with the gradual return to normality this week, sort of back in the classroom uh, with some of the older kids and um, getting back to a bit of routine, which has been nice. Uh, but even the challenges around trying to balance that, we're now we've got some kids in the classroom, we've got other kids that we're teaching online, and um, it's sort of created a, a fair bit of busyness around the place. Which, as I said, we're, we're lucky. We're lucky that we're still employed and we're, we're working full time and um, not much has changed in that space for all of us, which is, or for most of us anyway, which has been, been awesome.
0: Now, mate, in terms of um, the rest of the playing cohort there, brothers, mate, I know the club's got a blokes in a, in a wide variety of jobs, whether that's some sort of a corporate scenario. We've got a few fellas who work in sort of the medical uh, fraternity as well as a bunch of tradies. How's, um, how's the playing group as a whole sort of, felt the,
2: the effects of the COVID scenario outside of rugby?
1: Yeah, I think it's,
2: you know, it's challenging. There's so many guys who, who have just entirely different uh, careers and work lives. Um, and, you know, we've, we've heard sort of my experience and Paddy's experience and, you know, there's guys in the group who, who have, you know, lost a lot of their, you know, or a fair proportion of their businesses or work opportunities and their, their day-to-day life has changed quite significantly as a result of this. And I think one of the challenges of, um, you know, sport at this level is the fact that people do have real day jobs and people do work um, in different environments and, and you know, kind of the understanding of that's one of the big challenges. Um, some guys are perhaps busier than normal, some not a whole lot different and for others it's vastly different to what they're used to. And, um, you know, human beings respond differently to that. So, just trying to be aware and, and, and trying to be supportive where we can of different people. And, you know, Patty might have a few insights as well um, around how some of the other guys or some of the guys are tracking. Yeah, I suppose uh, fortunate enough, a lot of the guys are sort of tradies.
1: Um, so they're still um, fortunate enough to be working. Uh, and a lot of other guys um, are working from home at the moment. I know T-Bone's uh, taking a working from home role and, Few of the other guys are working from home, but as Mado said, sort of everyone's in different sort of fields, and um, yeah, I suppose has to. It's it's sort of different for everyone, really. But uh, everyone's in good spirits at the moment, uh, making the most of it. So that's all you really can do.
0: Now I suppose it's an easy thing. Um, I know, like brothers as a whole, has got a really good club culture, and it's easy to keep that um, ticking over and running when you guys get all together at Crosby park on a Tuesday, Thursday night, while you guys have obviously been sort of separated from each other. Um, what have you guys sort of done? I suppose, whether it be via social media or through phone calls, etc., or, or something like zoom to, to stay connected as a group and just check in on each other. Uh,
1: yeah, we've had a, um, couple of zoom sessions, couple of zoom beers, um, schultzy has been organising them so every sort of, or most Saturdays um, there'll be opportunity for the boys to catch up on Zoom over a couple of quiet ones. We've also got a a, um, Snapchat group um, which has been pretty busy at this sort of time Um, and we've we've got like a Facebook group um, that some of the guys, T-Bone has been sort of doing a few challenges weekly um, to try and sort of get everyone staying involved and engaged in the group so we had one this week, um, a t-shirt challenge, minute to win it. See as many, see how many t-shirts you could put on in a minute. So there was a few uh, few pretty good uploads in terms of that. A few, few of the boys uploading some pretty funny videos.
0: Matho said your video was the best though, mate. What's that? Matho was indicating that your video was the best, mate.
1: Oh, mate. It's pretty, pretty sloppy
2: rig, but um, working towards it. <laughs> <laughs> done a lot of hard work in his ISO training. (laughs)
0: Um, Matho, from a coach's point of view, mate, um, in terms of training during this period, mate, what have uh, you guys come up with to try to keep the guys engaged and and active and hopefully ready for a return to play at some point?
2: Yeah, it's a really unique scenario given, you know, none of us have have been through this um, before, so we're all – sort of navigating the unknowns a little bit. Um, when the news sort of broke and, and everyone sort of the competition was suspended and everything, we, as coaches and the club, we, we sort of had a bit of a think about things and thought we might um, just take a little bit of time to allow guys to, to step, step away from rugby as well. Um, and, you know, being conscious of what their personal circumstances might be with work and family members and everything. So... As Paddy said, we've done a way of keeping guys uh, connected through social opportunities and we haven't lost contact uh, with the group or, or the players haven't lost contact with each other throughout that time, but sort of consciously tried to give them a little bit of a break from rugby given we thought, which ended up being correct, that we were probably going to be stood down for a little while um, from being able to do anything formal. and. Um, our plan now is sort of reconnecting with the rugby side of of what we're doing and using this next little period of time before we can um, return to on-field training uh, to try and really cement where we got to in our pre-season and look to further develop that leading into, you know, what we hope is the resumption of a competition not too long um, down the track. That said, we, you know, we still gave the guys their individual programs. Um, our SMC guys were fantastic in terms of giving guys, different options, guys who did have access to home gym stuff, guys who had no access to home gym equipment, um, and just giving them a few options where they could keep physically uh, in decent shape during this period, and everything now, with the likelihood, hopefully, of things being eased and getting back to some footy, um, you know, we're starting to ramp things up a little bit with our preparation.
0: Matthew, I suppose um, rugby players as a whole, especially fellas who've gone to a GPS or AOC school, are so used to um, training in large groups uh, with all their mates around them um, and then that continues as they go into the club rugby scene have you seen anyone in particular i suppose thrive on being in a in a non-structured environment um, training on their own or in small groups
2: yeah look I haven't I haven't sort of seen the the small group scenario and obviously guys have been you know really diligent i suppose in following all the advice and stipulations and restrictions that we're under at the moment. Um, I know just in the in the last sort of couple of weeks, we've looked to get a little bit of information back from the players and starting to get a little bit of data together on exactly where they're at and what they've sort of got, um, you know, got through with their training loads and, and where they're at from a physical point of view. And we've been really pleased with that. Like a lot of guys uh, from the information that they've passed back to us um, have, have done a really good job of maintaining most of the gains that were were, um, sort of achieved through the pre-season and um, a lot of their their times and distances and some of the physical tracking stuff that we have in place, um, you know, is encouraging and and we actually thought that probably a lot more guys would have struggled in this period to to keep active Um, but pleasingly I think when we do return we're going to be in a a reasonable physical shape to um, get back into the skill and, and rugby component of things.
0: Nice. Well, there definitely seems to be some uh, road back to playing at the moment. Obviously, there's still a lot of uh, water to go under the bridge, but with the the curve flattening and the cases dropping here in Queensland, um, it's likely that we're hopefully going to be playing some rugby um, towards the back end of July or August. Um, I suppose You're the next sure. challenge for you guys as coaches, Matho, is um, hope is planning a way back to playing in terms of getting guys prepared for contact and all that sort of stuff as well. Have you guys sort of started putting your heads together and coming up with a bit of a bit of a structured plan there as to how to reach that point?
2: Yeah, we have. Uh, we've had a, a few conversations just within the coaching group of sort of going through some of the hypothetical scenarios of what, um, you know, what might happen. And, and we're probably in a, in a decent space in that we are prepared uh, what we've for the best case outcome and and what looks to be a likely return to field training, and there's still a fair bit of clarity and water under the bridge to go, as you say on what that looks like but um, our goal is really to, to try and pick up not where we left off from a physical point of view but where we left off from a knowledge and understanding of our game we're um, working towards ensuring that our players over this next four week period where they're still largely working uh, on their own. Um, that they can be as close to physically prepared as they can be without the contract side of things and to have their understanding of how we want to play the game and, and what was working well for us in the preseason and what wasn't going as well for us as we would like um, so that we can really hit the ground running with that. Once we do get the players back, you know, we're fully expecting there'll still be a whole range of guidelines that we need to follow that will probably limit, once again, the contact side of things. Um But, you know, we're going to have to be be clever with how we can physically prepare their bodies to um, absorb some impacts without necessarily being a body-on-body scenario.
0: And, Stixie, as um, players, obviously there's still a lot of, um, as we said, clarity to come. Um, Yeah. But I suppose have you seen sort of guys adapt to having to, I suppose, be ready to chop and change their program depending on what rules and regulations are and – Do you you feel like everyone's going to be relatively um, flexible and understanding as we sort of make our way through the next month or so in a return-to-play scenario?
1: Yeah, absolutely, Source. I think everyone's – at the end of the day, everyone's just keen to get back in and playing footy again. So I think we'll do whatever I guess we have to do um, in terms of the restrictions and the rules and regulations um, to make that possible and to make that – transition back to playing rugby as smooth as possible. Awesome.
0: Um, Matthew, obviously, uh, this this isn't the way that you wanted to come back and be head coach of Brothers this year. Um, I suppose to go over your, your coaching history a bit, mate, you were head coach there back in 2014, 2015, spent some time in Ireland before helping out at the back end of the 2016 season, um, headed over to GPS where obviously had a very successful two years with two grand final appearances and, and one in 2018, breaking a very long drought over at Yoki Road. Um, spent some time away from club footy last year, but um, coming back to Brothers for 2020 at a period where I'd say the club's almost as strong as it's ever been with so many teams contesting finals last year across the grades. Um, exciting time to come back to the club. Obviously, this is just a little bit of a roadblock at the moment.
2: Yeah, absolutely, Source. I think a lot of, you know, a lot of the um, exciting opportunity that exists at Brothers at the moment is, you know, it's been built on the back of a lot of people's work over over a few years now to, to get the club to such a strong position and, you know, as a coach to, to come into a group that's firstly so motivated to do well um, and secondly to have the quality of players that we have throughout the the club at the moment is, you know, fantastic to work with. And it's a really exciting opportunity as a coach um, to be involved in that. And um, I suppose for me, secondly, you know, I had a really, really good time at Brothers. I enjoyed the, you know, the three seasons that I did there. And, um, you know, to be able to get back and connect with some of the players that that I worked with a little while ago is also really exciting and to to see the development in their games and um, hopefully to be able to achieve them to go one further than they got to last year's. Uh, you know, something that I really want to want to achieve this year. The, you know, no one saw no one saw what's happened this year coming in terms of a roadblock and um, putting us on the sidelines for so long. But I, th- I think we've just you know we'll deal with it as best we can. And the motivation and the desire is still there amongst the group. And as soon as we get the opportunity to get back on the field, I'm sure uh, you know we'll make the most of however many weeks and however many games we get in this season.
0: And Stixie, for you, mate, obviously, you've been around the club for yeah. um, quite a few years now, mate. Um, you'll be one of the senior fellows there, albeit still in your mid-20s. Um, obviously, there's been a lot of coaching turnover um, since that 2016 yeah. title. But obviously, yeah. Yeah. Um, with Matho coming back, mate, um, after you guys obviously had a really solid year last year, how excited were you to have... Matho coming back, knowing that you had someone who's obviously well-credentialed that has been there and understands the club before.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely, Source. Um, don't want to pump Matho's ties up too much, but it's been great to have Matho back. Uh, obviously, last year was a very successful um, year um, with Saibi at the helm. Um, Saibi's great as well. They, they both got their sort of different uh, sort of flavours and philosophies, I guess. Um in their coaching ways, but, um, yeah, both very sort of successful, um, in their respective manners. So it's been good to have, good to have Maddo back. I don't think there's too many survivors from that, um, the period where Maddo was here last, as you said, um, bit of a youthful, uh, look to the team at the moment, but, um, yeah, everyone's keen, um, to get on board and hopefully sort of win another premiership.
0: And mate, you mentioned, um, how Saiby came in last year and obviously um, helped pick you guys up from that season that was 2018 where you fellas were yeah. really sort of down towards the bottom of the ladder. Um, yeah. What do you reckon changed last year that um, pushed you fellas through to, I suppose, going from, you know, towards the bottom end of the ladder to being yeah.
1: um, in that grand final? Um, I don't know, man. I, th- I think obviously Saiby had a massive influence. Okay. Um, another year sort of experience. I know it was, it was quite a young side in 2018. Um, so maybe just a lack um, experience. And then Saibi came in, did a really good job. We had a really good pre season last year, I remember. Um, all the boys were sort of keen to turn it around. Um, and Saibi had his own sort of philosophies, but it didn't, didn't try and change too much. Um, but, um, I know with Saibi every session's about sort of, just getting a little bit better each session. Um, so I think that that mindset of just trying to get a little bit better each session, session sorry um, put us in good stead to sort of making those little gains, um, those little 1% efforts um, that are really important to sort of having a successful year.
0: And you mentioned the youth within the group, mate, and coming through, and obviously there's a lot of exciting youngsters coming through. Ranks, yeah, with that in yeah. mind, how influential have guys like Benny McCormack, Ryan Schultz, as your director of rugby, Benny before him, yeah. and your Colts coaches, um, with the likes of uh, Benny Travers there? How uh, influential have they been on this current crop that's come through to Prem Grade, mate?
1: Yeah, I think very influential, um, as we said, so so, um couple of really good coaches there that you've that you just mentioned. Um, all doing a few different things now. I know Pup's, Pup's over in Sydney enjoying his time, but he had a really big influence on not only myself, but a few of the younger guys in the group um, back in the day doing sort of elite development program sort of stuff. Um, I know that program has really come along and Schultz taking taken that over now and Travis, as you mentioned. Um, so, yeah, all those guys have sort of really helped nurture that youth um, amongst the group. And as you see now, a lot of them are going on to
0: bigger and better things. And, mate, you mentioned those fellas going on to bigger and better things. Obviously, um, Harry Wilson's burst onto the Premier Rugby scene. Not Premier Rugby scene, the Super Rugby scene this year. And um, from what I can tell, mate, he's just playing footy like he's played at club rugby for the last two years. Uh, There hasn't been any kind of – he hasn't held back jumping up to that next level. He's just playing that natural game that you guys have seen at Brothers for the last couple of years – as a yeah. playing group, mate, you must be proud of him and obviously um, Fraser as well, who's definitely making the most of his opportunities when he gets on as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely, mate. Uh, they're both superstars in their own rights and um, you'll probably see a bit more of them at, at International very shortly, but as that hasn't really come as a surprise to any of us. Um, as you said, every level they play at, whether it had been school or club or cult, cults into grades, into sort of um, the Reds now, um, and even in the international under-20 stage last year, every sort of level that they play at, they excel at. They've just got that confidence um, and sort of natural ability. I've got, got a good story about Wilson, actually. Um, the other day he, he posted on his social media something about watching Gossip Girl. And um, I'd seen Gossip Girl previously, so I thought I'd just stir him up. He's a bit of a sook sometimes, but I thought I'd just stir him up. Um, and so I sent him a message. I don't want to ruin it for any of the, uh, viewers out there. So also, but I sent him a message saying who, who the, um, gossip girl was, which would have ruined about six seasons of that, of that show for him. And he proceeded to block me on every form of social media that there is text message, Instagram messenger, Facebook, (laughs) but, um, Little did he know that I was actually just staring at him and I, I didn't send in uh, the correct gossip girl. So once once I made that clear, he, he unblocked me on all those sort of platforms. But uh, it was quite funny for a little bit there. He's a big kid, mate. He is a big kid. A very big kid. Love him, mate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah, mate, I suppose two years ago when you guys were um, – you know, struggling a bit there in 2018 in that season. Wilson was obviously in yeah. his first year. Um, yeah. yeah. And it was interesting in that season where, you know, while Fraser and a few of the other films like Woody obviously went away with the um Aussie under-20s, Wilson missed out. And two, yeah. years, two yeah. years later, you know, um, obviously the hype around him very different. Um Did you guys sort of yeah. sense that back then that, uh you know, it was only going to be a minor setback and we'd, we'd see him at the higher honours sooner rather than later.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He he um, carved up that year for Prem Grade. He was scoring tries most weekends. Um, yeah, we just sort of knew straight away that he was going to be something pretty special. Um, and he's sort of proved, proven himself over the last couple of years. I think it I think it did help, though, playing against men. Um, never underestimate the importance of if he went over and played 20s, that would have been that would have obviously been really good for him, but um, I think having that year when he was sort of still pretty young to play against men, play against seasoned, seasoned men that have been playing for years, really had him in good stead as well. I think the other
0: benefit of that is, is uh, he just loves brothers, loves club footy, and loves brothers.
1: Absolutely, mate. Loves a um, loves a club night as well. Definitely. Loves shallow. <laughs> the song shallow.
0: <laughs> Very true. Very true. Um, Matho, for you, mate, when you see guys like this coming out of the brothers' ranks, and obviously there's another cohort underneath, we have got the likes of Joshie Fluke there, um, the younger Crichton brother, Hudson, I think his first name is, who's played in Colts for the last couple of years, mate. It's um, it's definitely, ex- it must be exciting as a coach to see the calibre of the player that uh, you've got to work with for hopefully an extended period of time over the next few years.
2: Yeah, without doubt, Sauce. Uh, it, it really is... Um, you know, a fantastic place to be at the moment. As you say, you mentioned a couple of young guys there and, um, you know, there's plenty more as well. Like, you look at the depth of the Colts program, let alone um, the success that was had throughout the grades um, last year and the number of grand finals that Brothers played in and the situation we're in is the, the significant majority of those guys are going around again, plus have been joined by some other, you know, really promising, um, you know, school leavers as well, just to further add to that. Um, level of competition and with Colts going to under-20s this year. Um, there's a number of those really guys who excelled in that uh, Premier Colts team last year going around again um, that haven't even come into grades yet. But, you know, you mentioned a couple of guys are Josh Flukes are Huds Crichtons and, um, you know, while flukey has been busy with the academy most of the pre-season, Huddy Crichton spent a fair bit of time training with our squad and, um, you know, they're really impressive young kids and, um, you know, they've got some bright futures
0: well, I don't think anyone's going to remember. I think it was like a 60-metre punt that Hudson put in in one of the QPR finals last year. He got a
2: massive boot on him. Yeah, and, and look, he's someone who works really hard at, at his game as well. And, you know, physically he's he's someone who's had a really good crack against some older guys um, making that step from cults to, um, You know, great footy. Um, Stixie
0: is obviously one of the, the blokes who's been there for a few years now, mate. Um what do you reckon yep. it is at brothers mate, that attracts? Um, I suppose these caliber of guys there and keeps them in, within the club and excelling.
1: Um, as you said, yeah, we have we have really good depth. So I think all the all the grades are um, and all the cults and the women's program that uh, are really strong. So I think that success obviously attracts um, people looking to come to a club, um, as well as I think our club culture is really good as well so for anyone who would come down or hear about sort of um our home games I think that would be another sort of selling point I think I think our club culture is really strong at the moment as strong as it's ever been so yeah on and off the on and off the field at the moment um we're doing some good things which is pleasing
0: nice well I think uh for the most part, mate, um, most people are excited to see what uh, what brothers can bring to the table when we hopefully get rugby up and running again. It um, Phyllis, yeah. what we usually do to, uh, to wrap up the podcast is we've got a little uh, section here called Fast Five, albeit that they're not that fast. But uh, hopefully <coughs> just providing uh, the listeners with um, a little bit of insight into the club and a few people, uh, a few characters behind the scenes. Um, so to yep. start off with Fellas, who would you guys yep. consider the best club man at Brothers?
1: Um, it's probably hard to go past Reuben Wall, our club captain. A uh, bit of a larrikin, but he is a very good club man. But obviously um, Stumpy, Stokesy and Miles are pretty good club men as well. I'm sure a few, a few of the listeners would be familiar with those three. I don't think anyone's missed <laughs> David Stokes, mate.
0: <laughs> from a mile away, brother. <laughs> uh, you, Matho, mate. Obviously, you've had a couple of years away from the club, mate. But I'm sure you, you know, a lot of the fellas that have been in and around the club to to have a person in mind.
2: Yeah, look, mate, absolutely. And I think those the four guys who sticks you mentioned are you know outstanding in that category. And um, I'll probably throw Tommy Maloney in there as well as you know someone who's. Um, you know played at the club gone away for a little bit and come back and you know is extremely passionate about, about trying to be successful and, and the club trying to better itself
0: very true alright fellas who would you guys rate as the most underrated player at, at Brothers
1: um, in in prime grade or just at the whole club you could say in general mate um Very good questions also. Um, Who would I say is most underrated? Um, I've got one of my good mates. He's not in Prem Grade at the moment, but Paddy O'Connor. He's a lock. He's currently playing sort of four four slash threes, but he was sort of just running around, having a bit of fun, um, playing sixth grade for a while there. Um, and only sort of really started to get serious the last sort of year or two. Um, played a bit of fours and threes last year, but I think he could um, potentially move his way up up the ranks as a second runner. I was about to say, I'm pretty sure I was
0: playing against him last year, mate.
1: Yeah, you, you might have, mate. Fourth grade? Would that have been right?
0: Fourth grade. And then I think we were both on... Slash uh, threes opposing, on the bench? Yeah, I think we were both in opposing benches in the GF. Yeah, that'd be right,
1: mate. That'd be right. We We got up in that, didn't we? Yeah, you don't need to remind me, mate. So spot. Sorry, sorry, to do that to you, mate. that, mate, I didn't get on, so I didn't lose the grand final.
0: <laughs> they all count, mate. They all count. Uh, Matho, for you, mate. Uh, who do you reckon is yeah. most underrated? Oh,
2: mate, mate, tough one. Given uh, you know, I've spent a little a little bit of time away, and this year has been interrupted. Um, mate, probably as an, as an observer, I'll. I'll go for someone who's been towards that top end of selections, and probably someone like George Partridge. I think um, the way he's developed over the last probably three or four seasons, um, you know, he's really taken his game to the next level. And although he's, he's largely been hampered in um, coming back from an injury this preseason, uh, you know, he's someone that I think maybe hasn't quite got the opportunities above. Uh, club footy yet but perhaps um you know he's capable of so it'd be good to see him back in full flight once we get back playing and he was obviously a big
0: part of that uh 2016 premiership side as well out on the sting
2: yeah mate, he was and you know he was a at that point quite a young guy and um you know from from watching him play some of the some of the parts of his game that he needed to work on um when i was last at the club you know he's you know, improved dramatically in those areas. So he's a much better player now than he was, um, in my opinion, anyway, in 2016 when he was so successful.
0: Fair enough. All right, fellas, now this one. The worst trainer. Um, I, think, uh, <laughs> this, I saw an article before we started doing all these QPR podcasts about Matt Kido saying that uh, George Smith, albeit the greatest on field, hated training, hated fitness. Can you guys yeah. think of uh, of anyone like that? over at Crosby Park?
1: I'll let Marley go first.
2: Yeah, it's fine. I, I tend to give Paddy a little bit of grief in our, <laughs> our Facebook group when we do the, <laughs> the testing, but I'm not going to nominate Paddy. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think someone for me who who jumps out, I'm going to say Mitch Felsman. Um, <laughs> Mitch is uh, someone who was quite prominent when I was last at the club and is, you know, still, um, you know, still around. Uh, training, he tends to find a, a way to get out of a few aspects of training. But in saying that, he, um, you know, he's able to do some unbelievable things on a weekend. So it's all in balance and it's good humour. But, yeah, definitely Mitch. Fair enough. And uh, for you, Stixie? <laughs> oh,
1: mate, I don't really want to throw anyone under the bus. Uh, I might uh, self-nominate myself. Um, only for the fact I don't really like doing the fitness. I, I usually give the S&Cs a bit of, um, a bit of stick um well, i don't know it's good for us but I don't, I don't really enjoy it too much um and then as, as the body's getting a bit older a few niggles so contact side of things um at training usually try and find a bit of a gentleman's agreement with a few of the few of the backs boys uh reuben wall and the like to to um just to get get the backs pitted against each other so we don't have to tackle the big forwards on
2: on week nights <laughs> I can vouch for Paddy's honesty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all
0: right. You a dad bod in the outside backs. Uh, all right. Well, fellas, if you guys could recruit one player from another club to come to Brothers, who would it be? <clears> there <throat>
1: you go, Malo. Uh,
2: For me, it would it'd be hard to go past Matt Chiquel. Um, you'd say that. I, I just think he's, um, you know, he's an outstanding footballer and um, he, he's just his natural ability is, you know, he's, he's a class player and he's a very dominant player at this level. And That's no reflection of our back row depth, but, um, yeah,
0: Maddie for me. Don't think you're the first bloke to say Matty Jekyll, either. No, I wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> I had the Healers coach this week saying he'd actually like to get him back in the Healers program. Oh, really? <laughs> He's in high demand. <laughs> so, Stixie, mate, you obviously get to um, interact with a fair few blokes from other clubs, mate, the NRC. Yeah. Games, mate, um, being one of the country stalwarts for the last few years, mate. Um, who would you like to get in the mix over brothers?
1: Brothers? Um, I was having a bit of a think about this before, so, so I reckon um, something, someone that stand out for me, maybe Hocko, Harry Hockey. Oh. Uh, big tall timber controls the line out well. Has the best hands out of it, any forward I've probably ever played with. I reckon. Um, just such a skillful bloke for, for his height, uh, and, a, and a good bloke off the field too, mate. So maybe him or someone like someone like Filippo Dalguna who just absolutely carves up um, club club rugby. Uh, maybe a John O'Kent, bit of a larrikin, would provide provide um, off the field. A bit of entertainment, I'd say, um, as well as his on-field. The same club could be mean trouble, mate. Mate, that's what I was thinking before. They would bounce off each other; those two, wouldn't they? They're lucky they didn't really travel together with NRC, mate. <laughs> it would have been disastrous. Oh, Jesus. Did You, you know, John. Well, like we did have one. this year. I know, I know. We played against him in a trial, and he's turned up at ten. Thought he was. Uh, he actually played right. He actually played right. Backs himself. He's not short on confidence, Jono. That's one thing, for sure.
0: Fair shout. I <laughs> <laughs> account for that. <laughs> sure he yeah,
2: can. I've known Jono since he was about 14, and, yeah, he's quite on their sauce.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, Jesus.
0: All right. Well, fellas, um, <laughs> the last question. Uh, is the best person behind the scenes. Uh, next week's National Volunteers Week um, across the country, we'll be doing a little bit to just shout out to the the people behind the scenes that uh, often don't get the kudos that they deserve um, in in club rugby. Um, who who's someone at brothers that uh, you know volunteers their time, whether it's during the week or uh, on game day, that uh, deserves a bit of a shout out.
1: Uh, I'm going to have to say Anthony McDermott. Uh, he's a bit of a bit of a club historian. Um, was prem grade manager for a little bit there, um, but still, still really loves um, coming down to the club, getting around the boys. You ask him, sort of, you ask him anything, and he'll he'll know the answer to it. Uh, he's a good fella. That's a good show if you guys didn't say that, I was going to say Macca, mate,
0: because he's honestly yeah. one of the, the biggest legends in club rugby, mate. He's been awesome to work yeah. with.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
2: Matthew, good choice there, lads. Yeah, good choice there, lads. Macca was manager when I was last at Brothers, so I certainly see the work he does. Also, um, I think throw in JD, Johnny Diamond as well. Um, yeah. yeah. I had yeah. to so much time during the week and, uh, the work behind the scenes, particularly as a coach, those guys that, uh, you know, are willing to, to fill up water bottles and help out however however it is and whatever you need. You know, those guys are priceless. And, um, you know, JD's there pretty much every training night, every weekend, and, you know, he's been doing that for years.
1: Yeah, good shout, Marlo. I hope um, JD's listening and he enjoys himself, treats himself to a Sandy Burger tonight. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um it's worth giving a shout out to jd just for being the machine that he is in his 70s because he's still running marathons i believe
1: yeah i know i don't know how he does it to be honest he's uh running at a fairly fairly quick pace
0: too, quicker than probably a lot of us that's a fair shout maybe you can get him into uh whip whip sticks in a shape method well we might have to be reading that
2: like Dixie, uh, he was one of the guys I was referring to later. We, we had to call him out on the time that he was telling us he'd done and uh, it turned out to be true. So I'd love to, <laughs> to apologise to you later. <laughs> Appreciate that, mate. Uh, well,
0: good. <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, thanks very much for joining us this evening. It's, uh, it's been great to hear how well everyone at Brothers is tracking during this period of time and um, hopefully we're all back on a footy field sooner rather than later.
1: No worries. Thanks, Brendan.
2: Enjoy yeah, your
0: thanks.
2: night. Thanks for having us, course <laughs>
0: <laughs> Cheers, fellas. We'll catch you later. Cheers, See you later. Bye. Bye.